My handle is Jonathan Blade. Passive aggression, a mode of behavior in which instead of communicating displeasure or anger outwardly and directly, one creates a feeling of personal safety with an indirect expression of those feelings that can be easily misread, but also easily disavowed. Is passive aggression a sly tool in the belt of the socially clever, or is it a gossamer shield for the emotionally unconfident? To explore this question, I have with me one of the warmest and most emotionally intelligent people that I know. My friend is both a soothing cup of herbal tea and the generous pour of whiskey that makes the tea time special. Please welcome Tina Rhodes. Welcome, Tina. Thanks, Tondi. I appreciate the introduction and uh, your awesome description of passive aggression. Oh, you're so sweet. You're also so sweet because uh, I've generated a little passive aggression with uh, some behind-the-scenes technical uh, flubs, and so I appreciate Tina's patience in sticking with it. She's one of the good ones. Well, it gave me some time to catch up on TikTok. <laughs> and TikTok is a beautiful thing. Yeah, for for your your actual your demographic, TikTok is a beautiful thing. Do you have a TikTok, Tina? I do. So I haven't <laughs> been on the app because it's a it's a Chinese app, and uh, in the tech community, there's always a bit of a wariness about doing that. But I would love to see your TikTok. So I might have to jump uh, on that. I'll let you know when it's prime. <laughs> Tina, uh, what was your reason for choosing this topic? Well, I think that we all do it, even the most direct of us. Um, and when you asked me about a topic, I was in the middle of trying to solve a, a work problem that, you know, I've reached the fork in the road of do I take the path of least resistance and handle this passive aggressively or do I confront it head on? And it got me thinking that there's really a spectrum to passive. You know, some of it's more dangerous than others and some of it's just lazy and, you know, some of it's harmless so really and some of it's hilarious it can be we all have a little sarcasm i know i do yeah i i um i have a thing about this uh, just even thinking about this kind of interpersonal uh stuff that makes me a little bit uncomfortable because i don't spend a lot of time thinking about it organically uh but also i'm i'm in that passive aggressive spectrum it's part of how my family communicates emotionally we don't communicate super directly so uh yeah it's right in my wheelhouse so it makes it both something that is interesting to talk about and also a little bit uncomfortable so i was all about this topic and i knew that you would be a great person to talk about it with because uh you're not mean <laughs> i try not to be i mean i can i can get a little salty but um <laughs> you say family I, I definitely i think that was the when i first identified what it really was is going back to my teen years and shopping at the merry-go-round with my purple hair, which I have again, but that's different. Um, <laughs> and, you know, coming out with ridiculous clothes in the eighties and asking my mom, like, do you like this? What do you think of this? And, you know, I, I knew that, you know, my torn fishnets and off the shoulder sweatshirts probably, I, or at the time it didn't occur to me that it wouldn't be her cup of tea. I just thought they were awesome, but I still <laughs> wanted her approval. So, you know, what do you think of this? And she, her stock answer was, well, I'm not the one that has to wear it. Oh, that is awesome. That is, uh, yeah. is your mom a TV mom? Not, no, my <laughs> mom is like, really seems super medicated, even though she's not, she's really laid back. Mm. Very few things bother her. Yeah, she's just really relaxed, but that was 
th- that would just get under my skin so badly. Well, you're you have to wear it, and I think that was where my awareness of it kind of started. And so I, I try to be hyper aware of whether I'm doing it or other people are doing it. And my kids call me. Of course they do. Of course they do. Uh, yeah, passive aggression in parenthood is, it is is a little bit different because you're already in the power position. Uh, I feel like passive aggression in parenthood is is more about the manipulation of that power. Like uh, one of my favorite stories about my own mother, and this doesn't it doesn't quite fall into passive aggressiveness, but when I was uh, I think I was 13 or maybe 14, it was always a chore to get me to go to church because I, I didn't like to go to church. And I'd always make a slate for church. And one day mom was like, you know, you're getting to that age where you need to, to make some decisions about your life and, and why, where you think the church belongs there. And, you know, do you want it to have it as part of your life? Do you want to go to church? And it's like, are you asking me if I, if I want to make that decision? She's like, yes, it's time to make that decision. And I was like, that is awesome. Thank you, mom. I guess I'm done going to church. And <laughs> it was an immediate wrong answer. In this house, we go to church, and you are going to church. And uh, that that's the parent mode. Yeah, she, she opened the door for you to give her the right answer. She did indeed open the door for me to give her the exact answer. My, my, my feeling on that one is that, yes, she was trying to get me to give the right answer, but she already knew who I was because she had known me for 14 years at that point. So she should have known what answer she was going to get out of that. Well, and that's the same as the perpetual, you know, what do you want for dinner question? You're supposed to have the right answer. Um, <laughs> you said something about a power struggle, and I was I was just doing some, I was, you know, perusing the webs and looking at some stuff about uh, passive aggression. And, you know, typically it is about a power struggle, even if it's a slight, you know, whether it's trying to establish yours or, you know, it's in response to somebody more powerful than you or making sure that somebody knows that, they're the ones in charge. So that's it's, that's the other side of it. it. Is is passive aggression more about the manipulation, or is it about protecting yourself from and trying to express that aggression? So is it is it on the the smart person? I'm manipulating this other person's side, or is it more on the weaker person? I really feel this way, but I can't openly express it. Side. That's I think that's really the spectrum, and I, I think if, you know if you really reflect on. What you're doing, you most people can find that they've done it on both ends of it, right? Like I've recently caught myself doing something, and again at work where I was like, you know, this person was frustrating me, and I it wasn't about me not feeling empowered. It was about me being angry and wanting to watch, I guess, pay for their poor choices. But I did quickly recognize it, and I let it go and fill it up. And, you know, it was just a a question of, you know, knowing that somebody wasn't doing something they were supposed to. And instead of saying, hey, don't forget to do this, I was like, let's just wait and see. Um, But, you know, then there's other times where it's like, oh, God, I don't want to tell, you know, my boss's boss's boss that they made this mistake. How can I let them know subtly and, you know, without without causing myself harm? Yeah, you know, work is all about watching your butt. I, I do uh, I do really dislike passive aggression from above at work. I, f- I find it is anti-productivity. If I come to you for an answer and it's something that uh, you think I should know but I don't know it, then, you know, you, you can tell me about that after the fact, but give me the fucking answer because, you know, we, we've got stuff to do. Your, your victory is not worth the, uh, the slowdown of productivity 
that uh, it incurs. Is, now is... I have a friend who, who referred to it as the slow roll. They were like, you know, somebody does everything except for what you need them to do, and then it's the 11th hour, and that's still not done, and now everybody... Yeah. Oh, I hate it so much. But uh, that's also... <laughs> <I hate> <laughs> Also, a lot of that is is just me in a corporate environment. Never, uh, I don't think I ever actually saw myself in this environment. Although, you know, years in the in the business, Tina and I both spent years and years and years in the restaurant hospitality years. industry. Uh, yeah, making people ha like fighting against the system while embodying everything that is the system at the same time, because there is. You are treated like a child in the uh, in the hospitality industry. Like I don't miss things like um, having to tell people that I need to use the bathroom. Like that, I come back to that one over and over again. I, I really, <laughs> really hate the whole concept of being an adult, being like, "Can you watch my table while I use the potty?" <laughs> it's just number two. <laughs> you have to go okay, number, number one or number one. two. <laughs> yeah. Number one. Um... I have to use the potty. Well, Will I you make sure that he has hot coffee? To Say what? Working as a nurse where you didn't get to go to the bathroom, even if you did tell somebody, to working in this environment where get up and down all day long. Um, but, you know, the restaurant business really, there was less of that kind. Of, and people were just aggressive, aggressive. Yes, uh, people can be aggressive, aggressive in the restaurant business. It manifests in, in different ways. It, it it does manifest in different ways. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. There's also a lot of passive aggression. And I don't know if I've experienced a lot of it personally in the restaurant business, but I've seen people passive aggressively try to uh, cut the, the kneecap people for no reason. The restaurant yeah. intrigues. Okay. <laughs> I'm, try I'm thinking more between like, between you know staff to staff, people were pretty direct. And yeah, that's... sometimes I you know it, it took me a while to transition to a. It took me a while to transition from. No, I'm not busting your table. You stay here and do it. To per my last email. <laughs> Pursuant to the subsection of the middle line Bring of thought. Bringing back to the top of your inbox. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never gotten used to. Um... Subtle communication via email, either. Um, my email is more text style, where it's 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 yeah. just the message, and if I'm feeling nice, I'll put my uh, whole signature line in there. But usually, it's just Dash Tondi. Yeah, I just need this information. Thanks, Dash Tondi. Well, that's what an email should be. I don't because that's another thing to me. And when you use so many words, are you really trying to communicate with me at this point, or are you reminding me how smart and important you? are? Little from column A, little from column B. Which is, again, kind of how this whole thing works, right? <laughs> so what would you say, have you found yourself in, recently, an example of when you were like, oh, that was pretty passive-aggressive of me? Yes, I, I have had that situation very recently, actually. Uh, as I said, it's, it's kind of part of my ingrained mode of communication. It's something... As I get older, that I try to be conscious of and do less. Hmm. I don't know if I should share this or not. I'll go ahead and share it if I if I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I can cut it out. But yeah, you can always cut it out. You're in charge. <laughs> Last night, uh, Sandra. What won. follows is a lengthy anecdote about my girlfriend, my 
wonderful girlfriend. And while the anecdote itself is not inappropriate, I am going to make an audible, or call an audible here, and not share it on the main cast. Just to be on the safe side. Thanks for your patience. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I think we have, like, that's a good one. Um, in a very kind of lighthearted way, one of my most, it, inside of my house here, um, that my, he doesn't do it as much anymore. But whenever, this is another thing that I always think, you know, I love to cook and I love to be in my kitchen. Um, I have a little bit of a short attention span. Um, and so I'll be cooking and doing stuff and we may even eat and everything's done. And my husband, husband will inevitably say something like, are you, are you done with these eggs that are on the counter? I'm like, no, no, I was thinking, I don't know, you know, like some smart ass answer. <laughs> so I'm like, you know that I'm done with the eggs. We've eaten, the dishes are washed, everything's put away. You know that I'm done with the eggs. Just put either, you don't have to remind me that I didn't put them away and I left them out. You can either just put them away or say, hey, put the eggs away. Those kinds of, you know, when somebody knows an answer and they still ask you. Yeah, uh, I don't. Under those circumstances, I, I don't, I try not to feed into that. So if somebody's like, are you done with these eggs? And they know that the answer is yes, you know, I'm done with these eggs. I just, I just won't communicate. I'll just, I'll just look at them and be about my business. Cause I, I feel like stuff like that can turn into a discussion that you don't want to have. And right. at, at this point in my life, most discussions are discussions that I don't want to have. So, <laughs> so any you can filter out. Yeah, I'm not going to feed too much energy into something I know is going to become a thing. Usually, that's fair. That's fair. Um, you know, and then so that's the other. Like, there's like domestic kind of relationship passive aggression that you just both know to expect, and yeah, it can it can escalate into something ugly that it doesn't have to, or it can be you know just a a dumb stare back of like you know I am. Yeah, and then that's 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 usually my snarkiness at this point is just the the, the look, and mm -hmm. not trying not to say anything because you can do, you can do more plausible deniability with just the look. Uh, what look? What are you talking about? I'm just I'm just looking through my eyes like I look. What are you, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but if this you say some words, if you say some words and people already know your pattern, then you're <laughs> you're kind of cool. Yeah, and they're known pretty well, right? My, like, like I said, my kids call me on stuff all the time, especially my daughter, because she's so direct. She's like, she doesn't have an ounce of it in her. She, she's not sarcastic. She's not passive aggressive. She's not, like, she doesn't have any of what I thought I would pass on to her. And it always amazes me. We, I mean, she was, I think, in middle school or maybe early high school, and she was dealing with some friends, and they weren't being very nice to her. And she, you know, mentioned a few names, and she's like, "Yeah, they're, I, they're not, they're mad at me." And I said, "Why are they mad at you?" And she said, "I don't know. I know I didn't do anything, so I'm not worried about it. It's their problem." And like, <laughs> she was so good walking away from it like that. Of course, it all worked itself out. But I thought, wow, that kind of confidence really. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing me. to bring on early, especially for a young woman. I know that yeah, the, the, it, the social scene is is a way more difficult to navigate as a young woman than it is as a young man. Oh yeah, she has no qualms with that. But it it you know when you think about it that way, it really is a lot of it. Sometimes is that insecurity, you know, just like they've done all the language patterns with women in business and the corporate world and looking at their email. 
so now I'm aware of how many times I use the word just, or if you don't, like like those apologetic words in my emails, well, you know, if, if you just have a few minutes, or I just wanted to ask you, or um, it's really interesting how indirect we are sometimes, just the, the addition of one word, so I, I try to scan things. Oh, I'll have to be more aware of that. I don't know that I use that in my work communication very much, but I use that in my online communication all the time. Yeah, once you see it, it's it, it it's kind of eye-opening. And then I'm like, why do I have to qualify that or, like, backpedal a little bit? But it's the way we're, you know, kind of taught to gently approach things and tiptoe around things instead of being direct. But I think everyone appreciates direct communication more. Especially as you get older. Wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't have time for you hemming and hawing. I'm going to die soon. Right. <laughs> I don't have time for this. Just tell me what you want. Tell me now. I mean, I, my patience is so low. But, yeah, no, I was, I was thinking that there's, you know, there are times when it's, you know, when it's necessary and it's hard to avoid, like you said before, if I'm, but there are ways to, to go around it. You know, my, if I get an email and there's a bunch of people copied on it, um, and I want to question what the sender said to me. Like if I wanted to be kind of play that power game and passive aggressively make them look bad, then I reply all and say, well, that was resolved last week. And you know, you, you've got a notice about it versus sending him a notice and saying, Hey, Hey, I don't know if you got this or not, you know, whatever, like, here's what it was. And it goes a long way. Like you don't look smart when you call people out. No, you just look like a jerk. Especially situationally, you you yeah. you can look <laughs> if you do it in a in a, a more intimate social setting. You can look smart or funny or clever. Sarcasm works well in very specific situations. That's that's something. That's a lesson that you have to learn as you get older. That uh, I'm surprised it took me a long time to actually understand that. Um, there are appropriate situations for every mode of your personality. Like, uh, this happened, you may or may not remember this situation, but, uh, one of the first run-ins I ever had with, uh, with our old boss, uh, Tommy was we were in a shift meeting and Tommy always cracked jokes in the shift meetings because he thought he was funny because he was, he was a funny guy, but I never laughed at Tommy's jokes because they were too insistent. He wanted people to laugh at him and I didn't like that. So sure. after, after one of the shift meetings was over, he's like, in the shift meeting, he's like, you know what, Tandy, I tell these jokes and you, you you never laugh. I think I'm a funny guy. Why don't you laugh at my jokes? And I was like, let me tell you something, Tommy. I was like, the first time you say something funny is the first time I'll laugh in one of these shift meetings. And Tommy hated me for like a year. He hated me so much. And, you know, in retrospect, of course he did. Uh, he he probably should have. It was a young punk no, jerk. No, I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, I, I saw something like a, a, a similar situation in a movie I'd never seen until very recently called um, Nothing But a Man, about living as a black man in the early 1960s South. Uh, that was one of the most, up to that time, the first super honest depiction in a major movie of the life of a black person in the early 1960s South that had a really similar interaction uh, for that. 
So I don't, I don't feel like I was making any kind of racial statement with that thing at the time. I was just a young punk kid who was, uh, I guess it wasn't a kid, but I was a young punk who was overly happy with himself that uh, did not want to um, change my mode of thinking for anybody. Uh, you have to mature into that. Like, uh, I would probably not enjoy being uh, around that kid in a work situation uh, as the person I am now because I don't have patience for a lot, lots of stuff. I don't know. I always liked. I always loved working with you, and I don't think I would. I'm looking back. I'm trying to think if I ever thought, God, who does he think he is? No. Um, pulling somebody aside though and asking why they don't laugh at your jokes. See, that was the, really that was the weird. thing. It wasn't even that he pulled me aside. If he had pulled me aside, maybe it would have been different. He did it in the shift meeting, and so I embarrassed him in front of his staff in the shift meeting. So it was oh, okay. it was it was bad on both sides. Oh, that's, but I, I, I kind of love it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like you get, you get a little gold star in my book for that one. Because who does that? Like, really? Who's like, why, why don't you think I'm funny? I mean, that's like somebody saying, why don't you like my Facebook, which is a whole nother level of passive aggression. <laughs> but, you know, like, oh, you didn't like my, I mean, I do that to my husband. Because he'll say something about him like you. Because he's one of those stealthy social media people uh-huh. who like goes on, like doesn't interact with anybody on there, but enjoys looking at everyone's stuff. Yeah, because if you interact, people. you leave a digital trail, and he's like, "I am an important person. I can't be." I think he just has a different social construct in his brain, and so he doesn't. I, I don't know. He just. So I was like, you know, no. Like if you look at it and you you're laughing at it, and I'm. Not talking about my stuff. Somebody else. I was like, well, and I'll reach over him and like hit the like button. And he's like, what difference does it make? I'm like, I don't know. It's just the social norm. It's what you do. You can't like, <laughs> you can't pretend like you didn't see it. And then you know, kind of like when it's the rules of uh, internet polite society. It's you, weird. You want to be a member of polite society, don't you? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, the answer is yes. Yeah. No. It, it's when people do that, it's funny. Like my mom, she doesn't. She. I think legitimately no longer partakes in social media, but she would just pretend like she was never there. And then she would like say something that I was like, well, you saw that on my Facebook. So why do you pretend like you didn't see it? That's weird. (laughs) I guess some voyeurism thing that they feel like they're doing something wrong by looking. No, that's that. I can't, that can't be it. Cause that's, that's the whole reason that um, family is on Facebook so they can um, look at each other's lives and then call each other up and be like, I can't believe that Tina is posting this thing that we didn't raise her to be that kind of person. And I'm just, I'm ashamed and I want to just talk to her and bring her to the Lord. No, that's <laughs> Something like that. I had, um, those are my aunts. They are not mine. <laughs> They're very different families. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that, kind of tiptoe that pretending like they don't see stuff or you know people who are like oh no I don't I don't do social media but then they say things you're like no you do like I know that you are I see you like (laughs) see you lurking see you lurking yeah you're lurking (laughs) so that's its own thing it's like yeah oh no I wouldn't I would but you know I live out loud and if people like it they like it if they don't that's fine too I'm sure that I've lost followers or friends uh, in their own passive aggressive way <laughs> i will unfollow her i won't unfriend her but i will unfollow her 
So the generational passive aggressivity, do you feel like these aspects uh, of your own personage have passed on to your children and all? You said that Macy is is not as, um, is a very direct human being. What about Ben? Very. Ben's direct in his own way. He's, he is uh, definitely leans more on sarcasm. Um, Maisie's catching up, which is kind of refreshing because she's always been so serious. But, um, you know, he's very sarcastic and he, he doesn't, he's more, he's probably more direct than I was at his age. Um, but I think we've also always given them a safe space. I've never really discouraged them from speaking their mind or there weren't consequences to disagreeing with us or not liking what we like or, you know, towing the line. We were always pretty liberal and tried to not make their... I guess their self-confidence dependent on people agreeing with them or validating what they thought. Which is a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, nobody's perfect. Almost nobody's perfect. Almost nobody, you're right. Uh, I've known some people who, uh, at least in their own minds, come pretty close to perfect. Yeah, I mean, you put the right filter on it, and it's great. <laughs> Damn Skippy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Grayson, you know, I don't know where he falls in there. He... He he can be snarky, but it's all very quick, and uh, he he falls into the realm of um, not wanting to communicate at all. Mostly, if he needs something, he'll ask for it directly. He won't try to uh, to to trap you with uh, passive passive aggressive expressions. But uh, he's also falls into that camp of um, trying to manipulate manipulate people in other ways. So I don't know how that will express in the big picture. He can be manipulative though. So, hmm. which can be good, I guess. Ultimately, I mean, depending on what you know, he goes into as an adult. But um, <laughs> I mean, you're very professional three card Monty. You're a very creative person, and and you have present yourself in a you know public like you're doing performances when you did stand up and doing these podcasts and stuff. But still, you're you're pretty introverted. Uh, yes, I'm very introverted. I, do you think, though, that it's maybe changed a little bit with... I think that the... The culture's changed, definitely. Yeah, where you're not as expected. I think people are a little more respectful of things. Which, I, you know, goes back to that online social world and social social norms that come from online interaction. I mean, when we... This whole quarantine, um, you know, we have we can FaceTime, we can... Everybody can post their Instagram stories, which I'm I'm loving the Instagram stories right now. I'm not going to lie. And I will tell people that, too. I'm not going to passive-aggressively pretend like I don't see them. Um, <laughs> you know, it keeps people connected and provides entertainment, but it, it also provides an opportunity to be a dick. So, oh, do you, do you, so you actually look at the stories? I do. So almost every app has stories now, you know, quick 24-hour posts yeah. or whatever. And I almost, and I get notifications about people's stories all the time. I almost never click through people's stories. You know why I like them is, well, I like Instagram stories. Mine end up uploading to Facebook. I'm, I don't make a ton of them, but I make it usually, I don't know. Cause some people put up 20, like throughout the whole day. Mm -hmm. I don't do that. But it's like this tiny little bit of creativity because it's like a funny caption and maybe I'll add music and maybe there'll be a little thing and it's silly, but it also isn't anything that's dependent on racking up like it's it's just for 
it's more for my entertainment, and maybe somebody else will find it entertaining. Mm-hmm. There's no counting of who liked it, or there's no rabbit hole of comments to go down where it could, you know, go one way or another. And it's not necessarily, it's not really self congratulatory I don't know. It's just a, it's a fun little, like, hey, here's something. If you watch it, great. If you don't, I don't care. I don't look to, so I think it's a, I don't know. I, I think it takes away some of the, some of the not as good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Everything doesn't need to go on the timeline. That's true. I probably need to uh, be more intelligent about using that because, Instead of uh, posting everything to the timeline, uh, instead of using stories, what I'll do is just, if I think that something is not appropriate for a given platform, I'll just post it somewhere else. My main platform yeah. is actually Twitter as opposed to mm-hmm. Facebook. For Facebook, what I do is I see my daily memories come in, and then I'll repost those <laughs> those memories. I'm like, oh, I love that picture, and I'll repost That's that. <laughs> yeah, lots of uh-huh. uh, pictures, of, and then I'll... And then I'll Download that picture and send it to Grace and be like, remember we had this fun time? And Grace will not respond because he does not care about those old-ass pictures. But I, uh... I do the same thing with my kids. I send them all my old pictures. I would say that probably my main my main social media platform is Instagram and the Instagram stories. And again, it's perfect for my short attention span. I put it out there. I forget about it. I don't care. It's just a way for me to, I don't know, entertain myself for 10 minutes. And yeah. maybe make somebody else which is, or laugh or shake their head. Which is how it should be. It, it kind of feeds into the ephemeral nature of uh, what social media should be anyway. And a lot of that stuff doesn't need to be on your permanent record. So, yeah, I need to... <laughs> to bring it back to passive-aggressive, like, you, mean you don't need to post? Well, I know who my true friends are. Oh, I, I hate that stuff. I hate everything... <laughs> I hate every formula formula post of that nature. I hate everything. Like, if for the people who read this, I know, yes. And then if you don't read this, then I guess we'll not be connected on this platform anymore. And I understand that you don't have to talk to me in life either. Yeah, just all that stuff. I know who I can count on. Well, not me right now, because that's really passive-aggressive and obnoxious. And attention. If you, the, my whole thing is, is if somebody like, if somebody says, "Today is shit. I feel bad, and I want somebody to pay attention to me," then I'm like, "Sweet, let's talk about it." I think your hair looks great, and you, you know, what was the last movie you watched? Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I I like that too. But yeah, the the the, the cut and paste posts about. Oh yeah, those. I've been, all the people that I've been here for. When I have a time of need, I see how it is. Well, I understand, and you don't have to look in my Facebook feed anymore. Don't worry about what me and my kids are doing, because if you were worried, then you would have been here with the. Yeah, yeah, I do not. I do not enjoy anything. In fact, I don't unfollow or even. Um, mute anybody's feed, but those are the people that that most make me feel like, yeah, I need to <laughs> need to mute your feed because I, I I hate seeing stuff like that. I'm, it's so, ugh, it's gross. Makes me it skin. is gross. It's but it is it, yeah, and you know they're just trying to make somebody feel bad. It's passive aggressive. Yeah, but it's the worst kind of passive aggressive. At least be creative. It's like trashy passive aggressive. Yes. It's dumb people passive it's aggressive. It's aggressive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it, as I was speculating earlier, there is, there's a passive aggressive expression that denotes a certain level 
of of intelligence. It's how smart people um, who feel like they don't have a a path to express themselves do passive aggressive versus the um, the dumb way, which is those formula those cut and paste posts which uh, get under my skin. I guess just dumb people stuff gets under my skin. I don't like it. I don't like it at all either. I don't. Well, I just don't like. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like if you are doing a Dr. Phil or Jerry Springer type post for attention, then that those are the kinds of people that are going to pay attention to you. If you want some, if you you know want to improve the quality of your social circle, maybe, then rethink who you're engaging, right? Like, who's going to engage with that or other people who like that kind of thing? So it's just this cycle of, and it's, you know, not just social media. but I mean, Yeah, the, the who's going free. to engage in that is is definitely something that you have to be mindful of. I'll say things on social media sometimes where they were like knee-jerk reactions to something, and right or wrong, depending on who engages with that reaction to be like, uh, yes, I, I 100% agree with that. Sometimes I'll be like, man, I thought that reaction was valid, but looking at who's agreeing with me right now, I think I might be playing I am the, am I the asshole? Am I the asshole? That's yeah, I'm going to take that down. That's pretty funny. I don't know that I've had that level of awareness. Maybe yeah. should. But I tend to be very non-controversial for the most yeah, part. Yeah, and sometimes I'll post like things that I, I don't think are are controversial, but it's like old dude opinions because I'm of that age where like I might be with the zeitgeist and I might not be with the zeitgeist, and so I'll post something that, that's probably not with the zeitgeist, but I'm like, yeah, I feel that way. And then a bunch of like uh, people from uh, <laughs> the Midwest will agree with me. I'll be like, oh, shit. What did guess, I do? <laughs> guess I need to go okay. ahead and take that down because I'm I'm trying I'm trying to be the most progressive human being I can under the circumstances of my time and experiences. Oops, my bad. Well, I think, but you know, there's balance to that too, right? So, like, a, if you are just trying to upset people. Which you know, like you are looking, and sometimes you'll, you know, we've all put stuff like that engages a healthy debate because you actually want to hear other people's opinion, uh-huh. right? And I think that's a good thing. But if you know that you're like, eh, this is gonna freak some people out, right? It, that's its own little power play. Like I'm gonna post this. I don't even feel that strongly about it, but I know it's gonna sensationalize news or whatever it is. Yeah, my goal is never to. Uh push buttons not not at this point like maybe 10 years ago or 20 years ago I, I was all about pushing buttons but my goal is not to push buttons it's usually to engage a conversation because I'm bored like intellectually I'm bored or it's because I saw something that I had a knee-jerk actual knee-jerk reaction to which those are the right. things where you probably should not post something immediately or even discuss immediately things that you have knee-jerk reactions to like tumbling into a uh, conversation ill-informed is is like uh not it doesn't bother everybody but it bothers the hell to me like after the fact i was like god i was so stupid i was i was the stupid person in that conversation Hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna i will slightly doubt that but i know what you're saying you didn't like the way you were in that conversation i quitted myself in a, a given conversation yes 
Yeah, because I'm going to, you're great. Um, oh, you're so sweet. But, I mean, we all have those moments. We're all, we all have those moments where we, we have knee-jerk reactions yeah. to something and we go off half-cocked. Yeah, I've learned to um, stand down a bit and not necessarily have something to say about everyone else's causes, even if it seems supportive or like it's the right thing. Like, maybe I'm not the right one to be waving that flag, or maybe I'm not the right one to weigh in on that. And, um, you know, that's another way, you know, instead of like, look, look, look how awesome I'm progressive. I'm on board with every marginalized person. But, you know, as somebody who has found themselves in a position with, uh, peers that um, were very progressive and very liberal and very for women's causes. It, it got to the point where it was kind of patronizing, and that in its own way was felt passive aggressive because of the, the patronizing nature of it. You know, you you're you know, I, why do I need you to take my fight up? You know, middle-aged white man, I'm fine. <laughs> Um, so when I, cause I know I never really understood that concept until I, it, it stung me one day and I was like, Oh, I get it now. I get it. You know, it, it's its own power. It's its own way of like, look how great I am because I'm, cause I, I stand for this and I'm going to put my fist in the air. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are worse communities to try to hit your wagon to. So yeah, but you know, do you know what I mean? Like that whole, like, you know, I, I, the, I am the, the greatest feminist that ever. I am the greatest feminist that a man ever was. You should praise me for the great yeah. feminism yes. that I am exhibiting yes. in this moment. That's it. The praise. Yep. Where are my Look laurels? Amazing. Yeah. So those are the kinds of things that cause less than pleasant interactions too, right? Because Chewbacca yeah. finally got his medal. I want my medal. <laughs> But yeah, so did did we cover like the spectrum of passive aggression? We talked about it being silly and funny and in families. We talked about it at work mm -hmm. and the power struggle of it. And I, of, and I think we talked about the two sides of it, both the yeah. um, using it as a means of manipulating people and also as um, just a a tool from a position of weakness. Right. Well, you know. Um, I sent a text to a friend that, uh, you know, I, I hadn't heard from in a while who wasn't responding to a few texts, and um, it was a very lighthearted passive-aggressive text, but nonetheless passive. Are you, have you, you know, moved to a deserted island? Are you <laughs> living in a mountain off-grid because you're, you know, just like a silly kind of thing? But it was also my way of saying, hey, my feelings are a little hurt. Where are you? Yeah, I think a lot of this secondary communication is passive-aggressive by default. Like the, the, just yeah. the way we communicate in the modern time uh, through text or email or even over social media. I think it's all passive aggressive by default because it can be easily read that way. I prefer to communicate in the secondary fashion, so I'll accept mm -hmm. the, uh, the cloudy um, misunderstandings, but it's obviously it's not the best way to communicate. Like communicating with somebody face to face and having them actually see your facial expressions and hear the intonations of your voice and all those things that uh, can be difficult for some people, you know, that's that's the best way in the modern time to alleviate any misunderstandings. 
Yeah, you can't like you can't see my head nodding right now. Like I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. You you have to communicate in a way that you know that anybody could screenshot at any minute and send to the next person. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> without context. I try to be good at that. I try to make my communication clever and funny enough that uh, if they do screenshot up, the next person will just be like, Haha, that Tandy, he's a card. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, I think that's, that was kind of what I had in mind. And um, it's fun to think about it because now I'll just keep thinking about it. <laughs> it's like a little therapy session. Well, Tina, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I think that uh, we have resolved one of the most important problems of human interpersonal interaction of our time. Yeah, I feel like we're building bridges here, Tandy. Damn skippy. So with that, Tina, before we get out of here, is there anything that you'd like to plug? Any place on social media that you'd like people to contact you? Uh, anything like that? This is your time to shine. You caught me there. Um, <laughs> and I'll say I hope people listen to this, and I'd love to do another one in the future. I have you know, I always have, my husband said to me one time, living with you is like living with a walking Facebook post. Um, <laughs> so I'm always happy to, to think out loud. Thanks, give Tony. My, love you. I love you too. And give my love to everyone, to Eric and the crew. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody out there in podcast land. Uh, you can, as always, find me on Twitter at... Uh, Jonathan Blade at Janky Old Broke Hobo Spider-Man or the reverse. I can never remember if it's that or Janky Old Broke Hobo Spider-Man at Jonathan Blade. But we'll catch you next time and thanks for listening.